welcome back, friends and weirdos, weirdos and friends. Uh, did I fuck this intro up already? What's I supposed yep. to say something different? The title of our podcast. Oh, right. This is Happy Hour Gets Weird. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And we are two friends that have drinks and talk about weird shit on a podcast. And thank you so much for joining us for Happy Hour. Yes. That's my new thing I'm going to try to say every time, but I'll probably forget every other time because I just forgot last time, so (laughs) that's where we're at. I actually love that, and I think it's perfect. Um, This is our one and done episode, the Dollar Beer Nights podcast. House Margarita served from an igloo ice chest into a plastic cup. Yes, I love it. I love it. That's the visual I want you to have stepping into this happy hour. Yes. You're in a sticky bar, dimly lit. What's that smell? Who knows? I'm home. <laughs> okay. It could be the bathroom or it could be the kitchen. Who knows? <laughs> could be the guy next to you. <laughs> Stay away from him. We're, you know what? It might seem like we're not painting a lovely picture of a one and done happy hour bar, but it's actually the best place to go I always have the best times when I'm in a old smelly sticky dive bar in the middle of nowhere you know sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name (laughs) okay enough funny business this is this one and done is a little bit it's not a little bit different but we're just changing it up we are gonna talk about current events current news stories um there is one thing that I want to mention, and I feel like we, being in the true tr- true crime genre, mm-hmm. I must mention Kristen Smart. Mm-hmm. If you don't yeah. know, you might have been living under a rock, so we will inform you. Kristen Smart was a 19-year-old student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. She... Went to a party, was escorted home by a classmate or a person, the last person to see her alive, and then she disappeared 25 years ago. And just recently, in the last few weeks, Paul Flores, who was the last person to see her alive, has been charged with her murder, along with his father, Ruben Flores, who has been charged with accessory after the fact. And this is such good news this worm has been hiding in plain sight been living his life and according to the los angeles times paul flores killed kristen smart in dorm room during attempted rape da says so awful such a sad story it is it is and this is where we need a culture shift because this is the tale as old as time there is a girl A boy makes an advance. The girl says, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And girl is harmed or assaulted. It is horrific. It happens. It's common and it happens too often and it needs to stop. This shift needs to happen in this culture. It's just crazy. Um, So the police have been working for... Over two decades on this case, Paul Flores has always been one of the prime suspects. They just did not ever find any physical evidence as far as um, Kristen Smart's body. So they really couldn't have any hard evidence to charge him on. However, 
in 2020, they performed some, or they executed some search warrants. And then it seems as though, oh, and get this, Paul Flores, this fucking dirtbag, has had several sexual assault allegations against him over the years. So at least two that they know of. And it's like, so this guy's clearly a predator. And it's about goddamn time. Um, So as far as we know, it seems as though Paul Flores' father maybe moved some evidence around. They executed a search warrant in 2020. And it seems that they moved Kristen Smart's remains after that, that search warrant to another location. And law enforcement hasn't been able to find her remains yet. I hope and hope that they find those remains. I hope that Paul Flores does the right thing and tells them where her remains are so her family can can have their baby back. I hope so as well. And I hope that I'm just thinking of her family. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing to say. It's just so awful. I just hope that justice, you know, they get the justice that they're looking for, I guess. Yeah. So we just wanted to, I feel like we had to mention that it is like such a, it's, it's, I, and I feel like things like this that happen more and more as, um, technology advances these old cases. And as you know, true crime podcasters or writers or, or true crime, I don't want to say fans, but people who are interested in true crime sometimes get a bad, um, rap for being into true crime because it, it's dark however I do believe that some of these old cases would not have been reopened if it had not been for public interest yes and we talked we've talked about this numerous times especially on a couple of our true crime episodes mm-hmm. the squeaky wheel gets the grease so I agree with you so the, the unsolved cases are it's important to talk about them yes it's important to talk about cases that have not been solved it's important to talk about missing persons cases it's important to talk about them because the more they're talked about the more attention they get the more pressure is put on police and investigators to solve the crimes and that's really what everybody wants mm-hmm. and I hope I know there's been cases that have been Um, prosecuted without a body and if this has to be the case then then so be it for Kristen Smart's family to get the closure that they deserve I could see the perpetrators of this crime using that as a bargaining chip to for self-preservation yeah I just oh anyway so although frustrating and sad to talk about um it, I, I really wanted to mention it because it is on the other side of that. It is good news that someone was finally arrested and charged. And I'm just looking forward to the trial. Also, speaking of old cases, Scott Peterson's death penalty conviction was just overturned. So he is no longer on death row. That's fine. He can just stay in prison forever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure. I didn't really look into that. I just, it was a little blurb in my brain. Um, but yeah, just um, the death penalty was just overturned. He's no longer on death row. I don't know what his sentence was 
lessened to maybe life without parole, which I'm totally fine with. Um, but that is another what's happening in true crime. All right, so our first news story comes from Metro News in the UK, and this was from April 25th. So apparently there is a a lot of Joshes, a lot of men named Josh, a lot of people named Josh. That's the news. I already I've known that since <laughs> I was in high school. Um so well what hap what happened was Josh mm-hmm. Swain, 22, a student from Tucson in Arizona, was on Facebook one day and he noticed like a lot of people named Josh, his same name. So he started messaging other people who had the name Josh on social media. And what he did was he created this fight of the Joshes. So he chose a random location. It ended up being in Lincoln, (laughs) Nebraska. And he did a group message for everybody, sent out the coordinates and said, meet here at this date, this time, we are going to fight to see who the best Josh is. May the best Josh win. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So, Josh has flocked to this day. It was the, on the 21st, I believe. People really came. Hundreds of Joshes showed up here. <laughs> they were armed with pool noodles and they were here to duke it out. And they started off the competition to see who the best Josh was with Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. How did Lincoln, Nebraska handle this sort of a violent battle royale in their community? It was in an open field. Thank you, Nebraska, for just being 99% open field. Man, that's a fast escalation from rock, paper, scissor to a pool noodle duel. Yes. Okay, so the, the strangest part is... The strangest part is that the guy who won's name is Alan. So we don't even know how we got in there. (laughs) Okay, so these Joshes showed up and Josh said, the original Josh, the starter, the the one who started this all. It's hard to tell the story when they all are named Josh. I I, I get it. I know. (laughs) Quote, we fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name and you have a year to prepare. Good luck. (laughs) So um, that... Like he didn't, it was like a joke basically. He didn't think. And then everybody showed up with like poodle newels and they were all just going to duke it out with these uh, (laughs) poodle newels. Poodle newels? Poodle newels. (laughs) Poodle noodles. (laughs) (laughs) Poodle noodles. How did they all know to bring a poodle noodle or is that just such an, is that just such a Josh thing? Like maybe. Like all, any Josh would just think to bring a pool noodle. Because yeah. I don't think I would have thought to brought a pool noodle, but I'm not named Josh. I'm, I go by Tiffany or Steve. So it's just, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, did they put out a group message? Like everybody bring a pool noodle or do Josh's just always travel with a pool noodle? I think Josh has just always travel with a pool noodle. Some people showed up in Spider-Man costume, Star Wars costume. People came <laughs> with the Josh's and wore shorts like I'm with Josh, team Josh, beat Josh, go Josh. Um, and it ended up that four-year-old Lincoln resident Josh Jr. was deemed the ultimate Josh. 
Josh Sr. must be so proud. Yes, yes. And they dubbed him, the Joshes dubbed him Little Josh. <laughs> and they presented him with a Burger King paper crown and a trophy. And he was lifted up in the middle of the crowd of Joshes and met with applause. The ultimate Josh, the Joshest Josh. Uh, yeah, and he attended, he actually, Josh Sr., he attended the fight, the Josh fight with his dad, Josh Sr. And they both said, quote, Little Josh will remember this for the rest of his life. It's amazing. You know what? It just goes to say, like, I think this could be a case study that Josh, Josh's, are, are good people. I think it definitely proves that Josh's are amazing. And if you have a Josh in your life, buy them a pool noodle. <laughs> I mean, if, if you ever need to get them a gift, you know what to do. I love that. And you know, I love that that guy was like, I'm just doing something like on a lark, like just joshing you, as they say. (laughs) And then it turned into a real thing because Josh's are cool. Yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing story. Yeah. I thought that was a wonderful um, story. And I thought that it was... um, pretty cool that we were the first ones to break that to the world breaking news breaking news come here for all of the most important news stories get it here while you can while it's hot um okay so the next story is from cnn 70 year old woman was riding with her daughter on interstate 95 near port orange florida when a turtle smashed through the windshield hitting the elderly woman in the head Gashing her forehead open, mm-hmm. they swerved off the road. Her daughter called 911 and said, quote, she's got so much blood coming out of her head. Um, but the daughter and the mom didn't even realize that it was a turtle until a bystander was like, uh, is that a turtle? And the daughter said, an actual turtle? Um, so she went to the hospital. The woman was okay. Um, and the turtle survived, too. They think what happened was the turtle was crossing the road, hit by another car, caused him to fly in the air, wrong place, wrong time, flies through the window, connects with that woman's forehead. I have to say that I, too, have a connect with journalists because I heard this story. Oh. And I cannot believe that this woman survived this because that turtle, I mean... I'm no scientist, but that turtle was probably, it's pretty, I mean, they're pretty aerodynamic. It was probably traveling at speeds upwards of 50 miles an hour. It probably. Turtle shells are hard as fuck. They are. I used to date a ninja turtle. <laughs> Fucking in- insane. <laughs> also, like you, that's the unluckiest person. How does that even happen? And that is what her daughter said. My mom is the unluckiest person. I don't know how that happened. Did she really say that? She really did say that. I get freaked out when a grasshopper hits my windshield. Yeah. And it's like one time I did not have a turtle come through my windshield, but I did have a piece of styrofoam fly off a truck on the freeway and it wrapped itself above my windshield and below my car. 
Mm-hmm. And it was just um, flapping there, blocking my view on the freeway. It was a very Ace Ventura moment. I kind of had to stick my head out the window to see where I was going. I went with the steering wheel. That's me moving the steering wheel from side to side, hoping that I could wiggle it off before I, you know, died in a fiery crash on on I eighty. So that would be scary, but not. I don't. I actually, I don't know what's worse, turtle. I guess turtles worse it was more embarrassing to me than it was like if if the other drivers looked over and saw this flat sheet of styrofoam stuck on my windshield and i was had my head out the window like some fucking idiot trying to go oh my god anyways oh, i forgot about that that's gonna keep me up all right our next story comes from upi.com and that's upi as in paul not uti as in tom U, um, which stands for U-P-I. U-P-I. Mm-hmm. Okay. 46000 in cash found under floorboards of Massachusetts home. Nice. April 22nd, a Massachusetts family hired a professional treasure hunter to investigate decades-old rumors of money hidden in their home. He found $46,000 under the floorboards. And this is written by Ben Hooper. So, Keith uh, Willie of Connecticut said he was contracted by the Western Massachusetts family who told him about a rumor of a large sum of money that was concealed in their home in the 1950s. The family Why was there this rumor? I, I don't what know. What a weird rumor. Was it the person who lived there before? Did it say what they did? Uh, I think it ended up being his grandfather, but it's like Find the money yourself. If it's in the house, it's not that hard to tear apart a house. That's true. (laughs) It's just a finite amount of space. They hired somebody to check out a rumor that is like the one place where you could actually do the work yourself. It's literally X marks the spot. You are there. They no, and just not, they didn't hire just anybody. They hired a fucking treasure hunter, a professional treasure hunter. Treasure. The, hunter the guys like usually when i'm hunting treasure i have a long journey i have this big adventure and they're I'm just like well it's in this house guy somewhere Find in it. connecticut yes we just ended a full year where we weren't even allowed to leave this house <laughs> yes we could have done it then but no we're doing it now so listen the family had previously hired carpenters to look inside the walls and underneath the floors and they didn't find it Fucking Willie was like, I got this. He brought his metal detector into the family's attic and it signaled there was something underneath the floor. You can literally get a metal detector at Walmart, people. I have one in my garage. I also have a metal detector. (laughs) Oh, let's bring them next Uh, time we're together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a great way for us to make new friends. Don't forget the fanny pack for the treasure you find. Oh my god! We're the next pictures we post of ourselves have to be us fanny packs. with the metal metal detector and metal detectors. Um, no, but seriously, I do have a metal detector, and I love it. I'm obsessed. I really do too. My dad had it, and I said, "Bring it over. I'm going to use it." It's in yes, my garage. Mine now. <laughs> um, yeah. So they he found uh something. His metal detector um detected or signaled. And they ripped up the floorboards in the attic and they discovered a metal box hidden under the floor and it had $46,000 in cash wrapped in original bank straps dating to the 1950s. 
That's pretty cool. I wonder what kind of business the grandfather was in where he had to hide his money. I know, exactly. Exotic dancer? I say yes. 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 <laughs> um, okay, our next story comes from UPI as well, written, written by Ben Hooper. Uh, ben is on a roll with these cool stories. So, man bowls a perfect game with a ball containing his father's ashes. Yahtzee. Oh, wait, no. Yes. So Drake. An, Ill- <laughs> an Illinois man paid tribute to his deceased father by bowling a perfect 300 game using a ball that contains some of his dad's ashes. Um, so at first I thought, okay, is it his dad's ashes or is it John Hinkle, which is his name? who bowled this game did he get help from mm-hmm. his dad um mm-hmm. turns out he's an ncaa bowling champion <laughs> oh. from western illinois university so it's probably john hinkle but he probably felt a little extra special that his dad's ashes were in the ball that's pretty sweet it is sweet because his dad john hinkle senior introduced him and his brother to the sport of bowling when they were very young oh. and hinkle said his two-handed bowling technique means he only allowed two finger holes in his ball, so he had the thumb hole on his ball filled with some of his father's ashes after the older Hinkle died in 2016. I was talking to my brother, and I told him, hey, I'm shooting a 300 with this ball. And Joe said, do it. So his other brother said, do it. And it was just kind of um, really sweet, sentimental kind of, warm-hearted feeling he said quote i had tears in my eyes in the 11th and 12th frames i couldn't tell you where the last ball went i had so many tears just throwing it oh isn't that wonderful that is wonderful i love that and what a special thing to do just in memory of your dad who showed you this game that ended up being such a big part of your life totally and he said it's special because dad shot a 298 and a 299 he never quite made it to 300 i had goosebumps chills he was there dad totally made it to 300 made it to 300 i love that what a great story i thought that was um pretty cool very cool oh and now we have uh from upi is killing it ben hooper my goodness three in a row three for three that's a hat trick my friends police respond to a report of a home intruder so april 20th police responding to a report of an intruder at a california home broke down the front door and stormed the house to find the suspected burglar was actually the owner's robot vacuum so roomba strikes again this has happened more than once roomba you're kind of a menace. <laughs> she she is a menace. She is a menace. <laughs> I don't trust her. She's she's like a fucking spy for the robots. She really is. Um okay, so the woman said she and her 2-year-old daughter were sleeping in their Natoma's home. This is a little bit close to home. Uh yeah, this is very close to home. Yeah. When she was awakened by the sound that she thought was an intruder. Quote, say about 1 a.m. I hear over my mediation music. Oh, meditation. <laughs> She's not in mediation. <laughs> do, they, do they play? Do they play? They should play meditation music in mediation because it can get kind of tense in there. Anyway, oh, yeah. Uh, about 1 a.m. I hear over my meditation music. 
boom, boom, boom. She texts her friends to tell them there was a burglar in her home. Uh, okay. Are her friends Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man? Because <laughs> if not, then wrong person to contact. She picked up a red phone hidden behind a bookshelf. Uh, she put out the bat signal. And she said, uh, I was like, hey, someone is in my house. And they were like, hey, call the police. And I was like, oh, yeah, call the police. Okay, this is just, I'm not surprised she thought Roomba was a burglar. Okay. That's a great quote. hard-hitting facts okay so the police discovered the suspected intruder was a family's robot vacuum quote my son turned on the vacuum cleaner because he didn't want to do chores before he left for the weekend he hadn't used his vacuum (laughs) we hadn't used his vacuum in almost two years it went down the stairs okay so that makes sense if they have have they not vacuumed their home in two years no they probably just don't use the Roomba I think is what she's saying. Well, I think they the, vacuumed with their regular vacuum. Well, sell, sell that bitch on eBay. Someone is going to buy that. Yeah. Um. So anyways, we all kind of know North Carolina couple ended up in the same situation. They thought it was an intruder. It turned out to be mm-hmm. Roomba. So this is what an ep- epidemic happening. Roomba is, you know, this is terrorizing I, the world. This is how it starts. It's insidious. I robot. I don't know if you've seen it. Will Smith, fantastic movie. It starts with the little things like robot vacuums. I've seen it. It was just on the other day. I just watched it. Will Smith is pretty hot in that movie. Half robot? Pretty hot. Is he half robot? Oh, he is half robot. That's right. Not half, but he has like the robotic arm and that's why he doesn't like the robot. backstory. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because the robot saved him and not a child. It's a good movie. That's right. Does It doesn't make me like robots more, though. Mm, no, I actually flipped Roomba off last time I saw it when she wasn't looking, of course. <laughs> I'm scared of her. Don't <laughs> let her see you. I'm not. She will fuck you up. <laughs> she will vacuum over poop and then just spread that shit all over <laughs> your house. First of all, why do I have poop on my floor? That's the bigger problem than Roomba. The bear. That's right. That's right. As the saying goes, does a bear shit in Cassie's house? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Okay, we're almost done. We're hanging on by a thread here. Okay. Um, <laughs> so live, this one comes from LiveScience.com. It's written by Mindy Weisberger. And this was, this is titled Bizarre Worm Tornado in New Jersey Has Science <gasps> Baffled. No. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, no. So spring rains often bring scores of earthworms to the surface where they writhe on top of the soil and sidewalks. We've all seen the worms when it rains. We know. I try to save them. If I see a worm on a sidewalk, I try to save it. Toss it back to the earth. Yeah. Earth. Yeah, me too. I actually love earthworms. That's, I think, why I'm so offended by the earthworm jerky. It's like they're just worms trying to live their best life in the earth. What are you doing trying to cook them and eat them? Jane Goodall is coming out with a plant-based cookbook. Is she? I'm going to buy it. That is such a good idea. I actually am trans... I'm I'm not going fully plant-based, but I am trying to transition to a more plant-based diet. Same. I'll never go fully plant-based, but I think more plant-based is always a good idea. Okay, okay. so tell me about this worm NATO. That's actually what they call it in this article is a worm NATO. That's a scientific term for it. I knew that because I am a scientist. <laughs> it's uh, okay. So 
A resident of Hoboken, New Jersey, was out for a morning walk in a park near the Hudson River on March 25th when she spotted hundreds of worms spread along the walkway. The woman, who asked not to be identified, which I think we just identified her. <laughs> Wait, did it say her name? Um, no, it did not. It did not. I oh, thought okay. it was something. I thought it was Ron Burgundy there for a second. <laughs> Uh, okay. The woman named Mary Schmary, who asked to not be identified. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and first of all, if I discovered a war of NATO, please, yes, give me the credit. Thank you very much. Why was she afraid of being identified? Maybe it was a walk of shame. Oh, I bet it was. Yes. I, That's the only reason to not be listen, identified in a worm story. I... If I was caught, if I witnessed a worm nato on one of my walk of shames, I would also not want to be identified. Panties in your purse, shoes in your hand. Every worker at Carl's Jr. at six in the morning could identify me uh, on the way home from my walk of shame because that was like where I got my breakfast. Okay. <laughs> a hoe gets hungry. Did you ever see... I'm just eating a superstar alone in the dining room crying into my french fries. That's just a picture of my early 20s. (laughs) Just like asking for more ranch, trying to not make the person uncomfortable with tears in my eyes. That's okay. It's fine. Oh, God. Did you ever see a warbnado on your walks of, on a walk of shame? No, and I'm pissed. I'm actually really pissed that I didn't. That's rude. Okay, so a number of worms have formed a cyclone-like shape, creating a spiral where the edge of the grass met the concrete. The woman took photographs and sent them to a member of the Hoboken City Council, because that's the first thing I think. (laughs) City Council's going to fucking know what to do about these worms. (laughs) That is such a random... (laughs) Maybe... Wait a minute. Maybe the city council person was where she was. Oh. Before the walk of shame. Okay. All right. Maybe. Um, We're putting this all together. Web sleuths. (laughs) Okay. So, well, then the city council member shared it to Facebook, obviously. Of course. That's the most scientific Mm. place on the internet. We all know that. It's fact-based science on Facebook. Everybody knows that. Only the smartest, best people hang out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Only pure science, scientists and science enthusiasts share and read and believe stories on Facebook. That is a known scientific fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wrote, she captioned the picture, clearly worms come out after it rains, but this is something I've never seen. So when the photographer saw the worm tornado or worm nado, they weren't actively spiraling, although individual worms were still wriggling in place. There was no pipes nearby, and uh, though the most of the worms were spread out in a big swirl, there are plenty of worms extending beyond the outer curve of the worm nado. They clung to the wall of a nearby building and dribbled down the curve and into the road. Um, and there is a picture. Um, so Jesus. yeah, it, and we will share the picture on our social media because it is very bizarre looking. Um, while it's tempting to imagine that the worms were aligning themselves in a swirl in preparation of the worm moon, the super moon that illuminated the night sky just a few days later uh, at the end of March, March 28th, was the worm moon, the super moon. Uh, it's unlikely the spiral was a lunar ceremony, which would be nice to think that they were paying tribute to the worm moon, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what's it all about? 
Um, worms breathe through their skin, so when heavy or persistent rain saturates the soil with water, the worms must tunnel to the surface or risk drowning. Earthworms are typically solitary, but they sometimes form herds when they're on the surface. Worm herd. Hmm. Uh, worms collect in groups and communicate with each other about where to move. Worms uh, form clusters and influence each other to select a common direction during their migration, and they did so using touch rather than chemical signals this collaborative behavior could help worms survive environmental threats such as flooding arid soil could use a defense strategy blah blah blah, against predators like that fucking guy on amazon who's selling worm jerky imagine if he went out to collect his harvest of worms and there was a worm nato he would think twice about trying to fucking dehydrate those little worms i don't think he would i think he'd be like score there's a lot of fucking worms here (laughs) <laughs> oh wait so the worms were just on the ground it wasn't an actual tornado it, w- it of wasn't worms. like a whirling tornado it was like a spiral on the ground on the ground okay i that's fascinating but i will say i was expecting a sharknado situation <laughs> story, but full of worms and i was expecting somebody to walk through a tornado of worms and just get smacked with like worms just worms 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 worms, worms, worms. worms. No, that, uh, that like if you walk through a car wash if no you will. that unfortunately that wasn't the case i think this woman might uh you know i don't know i'm Any- a little disappointed in, in in the verbiage i feel like is misleading um i i don't know it was more it looked more like a crop circle of worms i would have if they would have said that that would have made more sense. Yes. So, and basically, the scientists don't know why the worms did this. So, it's an unsolved mystery. I'm going to send this in to Unsolved Mysteries. Please send this in. <laughs> I'm your girl. I'll take care of it. Attribute it to our podcast. Be like, these are the kind of unsolved mysteries that we need solved in our <laughs> lifetime. Um, uh, yeah, that would be great. And that was the last current story that I found. And I just, it's a good note to end this episode on. Just a bunch of worms swirling on the ground and freaking people out in New, in New Jersey. That's the note that you wanted to end our <laughs> podcast on? I guess is, <laughs> is the worm, is worms are weird? Now that I think about it, I think maybe the bowling story would have been a better ending. But, um, yeah, I mean... I like the worm story, though, to end it on. I like ending it on just a weird, ambiguous, slimy, this Uh, is where we're at mentally today. (laughs) So hope you enjoyed our uh, cutting edge, hot off the press, current news, one and done episode. And thank you again so much for listening. And we will be back next week with another main episode per huge you can check all of our socials for our um, drink pictures and recipes and if you have any ideas for a one and done episode or you have any bizarre news stories that we might have missed send them our way if you have an idea for a main episode paranormal true crime true crime adjacent non-violent true crime ghosts that's paranormal i suppose um then also email us at happyhourgetsweird at gmail.com we always love getting your emails we do we do love getting your emails and we really appreciate we got a couple of new reviews and they really help out small pods like ours 
rates, reviews, subscribes, and telling your weirdest friend about us always helps. Yes, it does. So thank you so much. And on that note, love yourself, lock your doors, and light some sage to keep the worms away. Watch out for that warm NATO. Slappity, slappity. Don't warm, set warm, your warm, warm. <laughs> don't set your Roomba off to go. Uh, don't set your Roomba off at one a.m. And how about no. kick your lazy ass son out? <laughs> I pictured him being like twelve. <laughs> well, they said it said it when he went away for the weekend. Maybe he was going to his dad's. Oh yeah, maybe he's going to his grandma's house or his dad's or something. Yeah. Don't kick your twelve year old out. They're not prepared to live with. He probably just like taped a duster to one side of the Roomba, taped a. <laughs> cleaning spray to one side he just said do my chores hey going probably, to see grandma he probably trained the cat with treats to turn Roomba on to hit the Roomba button if cats and robots team up we are fucked we're dead humans will cease to exist <laughs> all right okay goodbye <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>